0: This is T.M. Camp, and you're listening to the podcast edition of my novel, Assam and Darjeeling. Book Three, Interlude. There is a room. "'crowded with the clutter and cast-offs of a thousand lifetimes. "'But there is only one life inside, waiting to live again. "'Chapter One "'As they followed the river, the weather turned savage, "'as though the storm was angry with them for leaving the palace.' The snow was deep and made it difficult to move along. The wind came in brief, cruel bursts, biting at their eyes and cheeks with stinging teeth of ice and snow. The cold crept into their bones. Eventually, though, the storm abated. As they went along, the wind began to taper off, the cold to recede. The snow on the ground started to thin out. "'patches of bare earth and scrubby grass peeking through. "'And then, eventually, they left winter behind for good. G kept walking, but she cried quietly to herself "'when the last of the snow was gone. "'Her brother barely even noticed. "'There was so much in his head now, so much noise, "'he could barely concentrate on anything more "'than putting one foot in front of the other.' It wasn't just that he could see and hear and feel so much more than before. It wasn't his actual eyes and ears doing more than before. It was something else, something deeper. Once, he'd gotten a bad sunburn, and his peeling, tattered skin had revealed a new layer beneath so sensitive that even the slightest breeze felt like it was scraping against him. Walking into a sunbeam could bring him to tears. He felt like that, like his mind had been peeled and exposed, and sometimes it hurt. Eventually, his sunburn had gone away. He wondered if this would be the same. A while later, after the snow was gone, G finally stopped crying. She'd run out of tears to shed. The river wound on through a low set of hills dotted here and there with clumps of pale, brittle grass. After walking for a time in a distance, neither of them would have been able to say how long. It might have been hours. It might have been days. Eventually the land opened up around them, the hills fell away, and the river was the only thing they could see for miles around, stretching out into the horizon. As they walked, the river shrank into itself— The broad, steep bank leveling out as the far shore came closer, until it was nothing more than a small stream, no wider than a sidewalk and maybe as deep as a bathtub. The low hills fading behind them, the tattered ribbon of water leading them on, nothing else around them but a featureless plain of packed earth, barren and dry. Can we stop for a bit? Neither of them had spoken in some time, so a psalm started at the sound of his sister's voice. He turned to look at her as if he'd forgotten she was there. She sat down without waiting for his answer, just sat down on the ground right where she was standing, and watched the rivers drift past. She was tired, as flat and hopeless as the countryside around them. Her brother stood nearby, his eyes vague and unfocused. Whatever he was looking at, whatever he could hear, it wasn't the water gliding gently past. G picked at a little clump of grass in front of her, tearing out each brittle blade one by one. When she'd run out, she tossed them into the river, where the current quickly carried them away. She wondered if the grass would forget what it was. If she planted a garden and watered it from the river, would the seeds forget what they should grow into? Would apple trees sprout from potatoes? Would flowers bloom from lettuce seeds? She dipped her hand into the water. It was warm, a little greasy on her fingertips. She held up her hand and watched the drops fall back into the river. She wiggled her fingers and wondered why they could remember to move she dipped her hand again and raised it cupping the water in her palm watching it run through her fingers she shook her hand scattering ripples across the face of the river watching as the current smoothed them out once more g held up her hand fingers splayed feeling them dry in the arid air she wondered what would happen if she took a drink she wondered how much it would take She wondered what it would taste like, and if she would feel quite so sad after she had forgotten everything. Would it happen right away, or gradually? What did the Queen say? One sip, two sips before it was all gone? It wouldn't. Her brother's voice was flat and quiet, like a sleepwalker. What? He didn't answer. G looked at her hands. The dust in between the creases of her fingers looked like dried blood. She dipped them into the river water once more, rubbing them together under the surface. The dirt washed away, but her hands still felt gritty. She cupped her hands together and raised them. The water pooled within. After you drink it, her brother said. You'll... Still be here. I won't be sad anymore. You will, he told her, but you just won't remember why. That's why they cry. That's where the river comes from. The tears of the forgetful dead. Jeeves stared up at him. He didn't sound like himself. Assam looked at her, his face blank. But inside he was reeling under the waves and waves of sadness coming off of her. He could barely stand up under the force of her sorrow. How do you know? I don't know. He closed his eyes, closed his mind against her sadness. I just know. They might have stayed like that for hours, even days. They might have been a sculpture. Two children waiting by a river. They might have stayed that way for days, maybe forever. Just two more statues in this place, one sitting down, gazing into her cupped hands, the other standing quietly, gazing at nothing. But then G heard a faint, familiar sound, distant but unmistakable. She looked up. There was a small, dark figure moving toward them, she could hear the soft noises it was making calling to her as though it were calling her name g sat up letting the water fall back to the river without a second glance the little figure came closer padding across the barren plain stopping from time to time to investigate a stray patch of scrub grass before continuing on it was a cat You've been listening to Assam and Darjeeling, written and performed by TM Camp. A new chapter from the book is available each week, free to download at the iTunes store. To find out more about Assam and Darjeeling, to read my weblog, or to send me your questions and feedback, visit my website at www.tmcamp.com. I hope to hear from you. Thank you for listening. I'll talk to you soon. This podcast was written, performed, and produced by T.M. Camp and may not be copied, distributed, transcribed, or otherwise reproduced without his express, written permission. Before requesting permission, check with your doctor to find out if Assam and Darjeeling is right for you. Some listeners have reported cases of drowsiness, confusion, or extreme paranoia. Salmon Darjeeling has also been known to cause dementia and hallucinations in some younger listeners. If you or your children experience any of these symptoms, discontinue use immediately and contact a medical professional as death may be imminent, unless otherwise noted. All contents of this production are copyright two thousand eight t m camp All rights reserved.